it's happened again it's happened again tottenham hotspur it's happened again <laughs> oh on the other side we have congratulations to liverpool for winning their sixth european trophy jurgen klopp's men stellar in the entire season although a snooze fest of a final but in the end they got their hands on the trophy that matters the most and uh, chelsea winning the europa league before in the week well uh, our very own mr acp loved it so much that he made another appearance on today's podcast as well here's your host prasad discussing episode 48 with decibel acp so what did we talk we spoke about the champions league final we spoke about the europa league final we spoke about a few managers let me not name them but let me give you a hint it's about the managerial circus that's going to happen this summer are you excited stay tuned to the panenka view podcast Yeah, welcome everyone to another exciting episode of the Panenka View podcast. Mr. ACP loved the show so much that he's back for yet another episode, and it's an it's episode number forty eight. Welcome back, ACP sir. क्या हाल? एकदम बढ़िया आप सुनो. I am I am rejoiced for sure. I I have to ask you how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I am I am I have done so many now so many episodes now across these six months. that it's been good so i'm very well prepared of whatever is about to come my way or <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he says that because it is over the club football season is finally over liverpool are the champions of europe winning the what a disgrace aram 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 people are listening to this and if we do a good job maybe we can get 1000 plus listens liverpool fans are so high at the moment So I mean, I mean, <laughs> Liverpool do like okay okay so let's get to to the 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 agenda ladies and 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 gentlemen and what we are going to do is talk about the Champions League final then Europa returns let's see so Pradyumna did you watch the Champions League final then I did watch the first half and then I slept. Oh, I, I think I did too. I slept and then I woke up five minutes after, but I slept. <laughs> but <laughs> but then I heard some uh, roaring noise from my TV screen and then I saw Origi scored again. Oh, no, not Origi. Mm. Was it Origi? Yeah, yeah it was Origi in the 87th minute. Yes. Then I slept again. I was like, "Acha Origi mar diya ka, acha jeet gaya log." So then, so what did you make of that final then? Uh, half the time I was sleepy, so. Can't make anything of it much, but uh, well done to Liverpool. Throughout the season, they've been absolutely fantastic, except the final. Because obviously, <laughs> if if you have an advantage at the very first minute of the game, why wouldn't you take it? Okay. And uh, after what, after the beat streak that they have created in this uh, European season, especially in the Premier League as well, and despite having 97 points in the Premier League and still not able to win it, mm, and showing mm. the same kind of enthusiasm in the Champions League, mm. it's not easy. It's it's not true, at all easy. Not true. At all. 97 points and yet not winning the title. We uh, had a, a study. Uh, we had some research there, and if you had 97 points, you you could have won the title 23 out of 25 times in the past 25 years. And 23. even even when even when Jose Mourinho did that record-winning. Uh, 
title victory yeah. in 2004 5 even even during that season he would have won the yeah exactly yeah exactly that's what i said 23 out of 25 excluding this year and the pep guardiola 100 year, uh, point season that's the only two times you couldn't win otherwise you you are winning it every season that you know you uh, you play in 97 yeah, points season, that is yeah actually this season was more of a ambition versus professionalism kind of approach oh, between yeah. Liverpool and Manchester City because Manchester City knew that what it takes to you know score score or get those 100 points in a Premier League season and mind you Manchester City had lost, lost some uh, three games in a row starting with a 2-0 defeat at Stamford Bridge to Chelsea thanks mm-hmm. to Kante and David Luiz uh, uh, star show yeah the, the, that was started from there yeah and it was a horrific December up, exactly making it making up from three consecutive losses to winning the Premier League title by defeating one of her arch rivals, it's not at all easy to do that. So, so actually, even though you want to appreciate Liverpool, still they fell short to a very, very uh, professionally equipped Manchester City. Absolutely uh, true, ninety-seven. And uh, but, do you think they go again now next season? Because this team is high on confidence now. Having fallen just one point short, you know, the the, the thought might be in the uh, players' head. Uh, maybe we could have won the the Manchester uh, United game at Old Trafford. Maybe we could have won the uh, Merseyside derby here and there. Do they go again? What do Liverpool do now in the summer? Because the puzzle looks complete until and unless you want to add more and more quality or, you know, some people, some of them leave, which looks highly unlikely because they are at the top of their game now. What do you see happening in the transfer window for them? For Liverpool, I guess obviously the roster of being the European champions is going to going to be advantageous enough. But uh, if you if you ask me about the transfer signings or something, I guess Liverpool will try to get some star names. Mm. Obviously, now they have the biggest prize in Europe. Why wouldn't they go after star names? Question is, will they? Because uh, Jurgen Klopp is known for making players and selling them. At mm. Dortmund, when we saw, he mm. made players and sold them. He didn't have any choice. He's got some players who had an impact in the Premier League. He's and he's made yeah. them come together. Yeah. And they are such great talents now. Yeah. That Ra- talk even, about... even they know. Even they know. Because if you, if you compare the Dortmund and Liverpool sides, individually under Klopp, they were a different beast. Oh, yes. But when they did not play under Klopp, you see what has happened to... Uh, a player like Mario Goza. I'm not taking Lewandowski because Lewandowski was under Pep Guardiola as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only difference between Klopp and Guardiola is Guardiola's players can play good anywhere. Oh, yeah. Okay. Klopp's players play only under him properly. Otherwise, they don't shine. I think, I think, yeah, I think we did uh, that, uh, some talking about that. But uh, back to the final, uh, a first minute penalty. Uh, scored by Salah and then the 87-minute goal from Divock Origi. Well, Liverpool were on the strings for quite a bit of that second half, uh, Pradyumna, and uh, yes. Son could have probably scored uh, or yeah, yes, anyone, yes. any one chance that could have gone in. But let me just ask straightforward, uh, ask you about a question that you know that's been pondering many. Is that uh, was it right to play Harry Kane in the final? When he's just coming back from injury, or you know, should have Lucas Mora started it, and should Llorente have come on a bit earlier? Then not 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 Llorente, but Lucas Mora deserved a fair chance because whatever he did at Amsterdam hmm. against Ajax, that to in the remaining ten seconds of that that requires some guts. Also, 
despite having some element of luck you need guts as well as the determination to go for 94 minutes and then scoring uh, a goal that would lead you to the champions league final their first ever in a lot a lot long time you know their first ever the first ever yeah, in any final world yeah european cup maybe uh, you you don't remember yeah because even wilshere's grandpa was at, in school that time <laughs> <laughs> oh, no wilshere was in school what am i saying wilshere no even wilshere was not born wilshere's grandpa was in school that time but uh, but yeah but but yeah i personally uh felt that kane should have been brought on from the bench i know it's all uh, the play your best team and sort of thing but i think lucas moura was uh, used to um, you know playing and he was high on confidence is what i feel i mean he could have been more hungrier uh, than kane knowing what you said we he did in amsterdam so i still feel that it was a big big decision for pochettino i think he got it a bit wrong but but we know what spurs are capable of now and uh, the way they have performed without signing a player now without signing a player um lucas mora was the last player that oh yeah oh exactly and <laughs> two, two transfer windows they have gone without signing the player what do you make of their season so far then how did they perform absolutely brilliant man and it all comes down to the brilliance of just one man was man management has been absolutely impeccable hmm. i know being a arsenal fan it's difficult to see another team from uh, north london making such progress but you know, but the club the club the team won't perform that well and that's good news for an arsenal fan if mauricio pochettino leaves because it's down to that man mauricio pochettino hmm I know, I know. Absolutely transformed the Tottenham Hotspur lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a key part, a key part of that is keeping hold of those players for week, year in, year out. I mean, uh, the core of the team is strong, very, very strong, and exactly. they've they've built on that and they've uh, done some smart business. And uh, yeah, like you said, man management, absolutely top notch there. That is why I you could see United fans craving for him. I think he's the Uh, for them, you know, uh, at the moment where you thought, you know, Ole wasn't even the picture, and that's how Mauricio Pochettino is wanted. Do you think he is off to Madrid in a few seasons? Then he must get the job at Madrid, man. He deserves trophies. Hmm. He deserves uh, a bigger team, hmm. or else, or else take a job somewhere at a Dortmund or something. All right, because, because uh, Dortmund, you know, Dortmund is that kind of team. Where you have the underdog player, and they do some smart business. Absolutely. See, they sold Pulisic to Chelsea, and with that money, they bought Julian uh, Brandt and Thorgan Hazard. Oh yeah, and that's yeah, sixty-five. Yeah, sixty-five exactly. spent. Yeah, and fifty spent immediately, and three signings secured. And the position. Team, exactly. So Mauricio Pochettino, if he goes to a European team that uh, makes some smart signings or does some smart business, is probably the ideal destination for him anywhere in Europe. because he is the man that can turn those kind of teams into real uh, real trophy winners absolutely so that's about the champions league final and we are going now going to fly to baku now where i am not going to be on the flight i might just be on the phone with you so you can go back to baku <laughs> we can we can take a quick rewind ladies and gentlemen yeah this i was actually wanting I was actually looking for one Arsenal fan. Oh yeah, yeah, for one. <laughs> well, you can you can share the link. Let's see if you can find a lot. <laughs> so for one, let's go to, go to Baku. And you know, we had a chat last week saying that you know you never expected 
the score line to be Chelsea four, Arsenal one. You expected it to be the reverse I of this. I never, I never expected that score even four ones. If you got what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> so basically, it's like four one. Dude, what is wrong with my team? Four one. <laughs> but yeah, but dude, credit to them that they were unbeaten in the Europa League. I mean, the first team to but even Arsenal. Of, was, if I'm not wrong, even Arsenal wasn't. Uh, in the Europa League. No, right? no, no. That was, we were we lost our away legs. We were lost to bad bad Boris off. We lost to yeah. We lost to we lost to rain. Lost to rain three one. And then what we had come. Yeah. So anyway, but but anyway four one. Uh, Chelsea coming picking apart the Gunners in the second half. Uh, Eden Hazard signing off. What did you make of that final? First thing I know, you're shocked <laughs> because it, you thought the scoreline would be the opposite. But three nil to Chelsea, uh, three nil to Arsenal is what I actually predicted. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Because uh, the performance that they showed at the Emirates, the Arsenal team marking Jorginho, but that time it was Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, that time it was Aaron. Yeah. This team without Ramsey and Mkhitaryan looked a bit odd. Oh yeah, Mkhitaryan uh, issue is Mkhitaryan, uh, yeah. yeah. Mkhitaryan issue is entirely political so yeah. not bringing in Mkhitaryan hmm. uh, can be counted as a valid excuse actually because political sanctions should not come in between football and they unfortunately did okay absolutely had, and had what, what a shame what a shame yeah, uh, by exactly. you know uh, for two teams flying yeah. Four thousand, yeah, two times two teams flying 4000 kilometers away from where yeah. they stay and playing in a final in front of fans who were I think who were just bought in to cheer because it looked like a very dull uh, stadium apart from and the, st- the and the stands are so far from the from the pitch. But uh, but, but anyway, but the aim of the Europa League is just you know to go to these venues or like to go to places where uh, football isn't reached as <laughs> yeah. properly as it should. I I think I think that's something I read as well. But let's uh, go to the final. Uh, Giroud coming back to haunt uh, the Gunners and uh, Eden Hazard put, putting on a masterful display after which he revealed he's leaving. So, uh, first, firstly, firstly, let's talk about the second half. Did you see what happened to Arsenal during that second half? How did it all, uh, you know, pan out for them? I guess, I guess it has been the same old thing for Arsenal for the last uh, six to seven games in the Premier League also, except the Europa League fixtures. But in the last six to seven Premier League games, I've been seeing Arsenal defense once they concede a goal. Hmm. They aren't able to come back from it. Hmm. And that, that, that and, the exact reason. Oh yeah, and uh, down uh, some one reason down is uh, the size of the squad maybe and uh, the the players yeah. that are there. Uh, yeah. No excuse is because Emery has had a full summer with Obama Yang and Lacazette and that defense. And they were firing, man. They oh were yeah, firing on all on all guns blazing. Till, oh yeah, uh, till game number thirty-four. Hmm, hmm, yeah. the Premier League, but suddenly something happened. And you know, if you look at all of these things, the one draw against Brighton proved to be the deciding factor. If you win that game, we are not even concerned about what happens um, in the Europa League final, knowing the objective was to get back in the Champions League. Exactly. But yeah, but then it, but, but then you also screw up in, in that game became so all the more important because all the work of those eight months went down the drains when. It was just a one-point differential, isn't it? Because Spurs at the start of the season were f- so high flying. After correct, correct. And, you know, you we always knew that Liverpool City will be competing neck and neck for the title. 
and out then, nowhere yeah. in the starting weeks also Chelsea was coming yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, twelve games unbeaten, and then all of a sudden Spurs are flying. I mean, they there was a time until March where they hadn't lost, they hadn't drawn yes. a game until Correct. until Arsenal uh, Aubameyang missed that penalty. Otherwise, that could have been another defeat, or maybe they could have won it and that could have been another win. But uh, yeah, but then but then I think so many concerns for Arsenal to address. But four-one uh, to Chelsea, another Europa League uh, hazard leaving. What have you made of his tenure at the club, and how is Chelsea going to remember him? Dude, every time he scores an iconic goal, I change my phone wallpaper to his celebration, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's a personal thing because Hazard has got something that only he possesses. If hmm. somebody tries to replicate him, is going to fail miserably. And, uh, and yeah, correct, Pradyumn. And and we've seen over the past uh, few de- few years, I mean, Hazard being compared to the likes of every player that was performing a season or two high, like with Alexis Sanchez, with uh, the other yeah, with. Come with, on, man! Yeah. Alexis Sanchez kidder be? No, no, not on the not on the current uh, current form, but on the okay. basis of you know, I am saying that every player. I'm not just taking singling out Sanchez, but I'm saying that every so Hazard's been that constant for years. I mean, despite you know he is that kind of a player who, who in single digits is going to draw criticism, but when he is on song, he's going to be a threat to anyone that is playing against him. And exactly, uh, man, and exactly. uh, dude, uh, even in that 2015-16 season, hmm. when Chelsea sacked Mourinho, hmm. uh, just after winning the title, he wasn't scoring goals. He wasn't scoring at all. Hmm. Suddenly he comes out of nowhere and bashes Tottenham's hope of oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> aiming for a last day finish oh, yeah. by and scoring a screamer out of nowhere. <laughs> and then under Antonio Conte, you know what happened. He Absolutely. just took the Premier League by storm by playing on the left flank in the front front three. Yeah. And uh, an Arsenal manager tried to emulate Antonio Conte. He got bashed for one. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, three four three was not as successful as what it was for Conte because he knew what players he had, but. Uh, uh, another thing going into that uh, into the uh, summer now that Chelsea have a transfer ban which I think hasn't been lifted but uh, they have it but w- now is the time to promote youth and Ruben Loftus Cheek and uh, you know there's Callum one more Hutchinado player Hutchinado yeah Callum Hutchinado which I what are the what are the transfer rumors regarding them and uh, what who, which other players do you think will now be promoted because once because there's a transfer ban. I guess uh, Ruben will be for sure back. Then Reese James, uh, who played in the championship and mm. who was the captain of Wigan Athletic actually. Mm. So, captaining a championship side at such a young age and then coming back to the parent club is just like a dream come true. Might be for Reese James, but for any player who wants to make an impact in his home club, Getting a reception like that from his loan club and then coming back like that shows that you have some reputation now. Hmm. So, so that that uh, is one. And, and one more thing, Pardumna, uh, before yeah. we go on to anything, Moritz Josari is uh, being linked to Juventus and it says that it's a matter of time. Okay. Um, first of all, let's what see what you do you make of his first season, knowing what the resources that he had at the club, yeah. and uh, will Sari go on to Juventus? Also, if Sari goes on to Juventus, who will be his replacement? Will it be Frank Lampard or will it be Max Allegri or who? To be honest, I don't want Sari to go. I mean, uh, irrespective of whether he won the Europa League or not, I never wanted Sari to go 
from chelsea football club because of the simple fact that whatever he did at napoli hmm. was a cumulative impact of two to three seasons in a row hmm. so he knows what he what he does absolutely and uh, considering his job at banks hmm. he would no, he would prefer not to switch his jobs just like he switched banks <laughs> he like to have consistency just like he used to have as a banker but no jokes aside uh, mourinho sarri is a top notch manager when was the last time you saw an italian play attacking football yeah that i think the best thing about that but the unfortunate thing was napoli was the italian liverpool <laughs> Yeah, Chelsea they... on the other hand is a demanding club. Chelsea on the other hand needs instant impact and the fans are actually impatient here at the club because because yeah we have the habit of you know winning trophies regularly now and then even though there is managerial hierarchy change or something like that we do not want stability but we want trophies. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that that, that want... has become the corporatization of uh, a football club like Chelsea. Oh yes. Oh yes but, the trophies. Yeah, okay, yeah. Actually coming to your question uh, if Mourinho Sarri goes to Juventus he better realize that there is really really stern competition from two managers and two top quality teams that are going to be lined up in serie a that is napoli which was his own club led by carlo ancelotti hmm. and Correct. and the major major change i'm not highlighting because it is something related to our club <laughs> but inter milan yeah and ex chelsea boss antonio antonio conte yeah correct and, and you know what antonio conte is capable of absolutely and i think i personally feel he is like a wounded dog waiting exactly. for his chance to you know get exactly. back at management and uh, and you can imagine conte you can actually imagine conte in that wounded state trying to pounce upon his opponents like a boss because oh, yeah. he is I, that character <laughs> i can i can imagine two faces of that one of the one of the memes that had him laughing Oh, and Mourinho, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and one of him uh, t- completely mad at the referee, and exactly. uh, on the sidelines uh, taking off his coat and uh, doing so, or maybe ex- you know who who can't wait for him to go running around and uh, celebrate with the fans again. <laughs> exactly, and that too at San Siro where Inter Milan would play AC Milan like Conte versus Gattuso. Now Gattuso is there, yeah. but what if Gattuso was at AC Milan? Conte oh. versus Gattuso fighting each other on the touchline. The players fighting each other. But uh, if Mourinho Sarri goes to Juventus, Uh, it's a very big step for him, man. Because mm, he will be mm. managing Cristiano Ronaldo out of nowhere. Mm, yeah, and that's that's like a uh, but that'll be but the, what what credit to this man who at the age of 35 was still working in a bank, and okay, after almost to... yeah almost two decades he won his first uh, major trophy. I mean I yeah, personally that trip went viral. That yeah, trip went viral of yeah, looking at the gold. Medal. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly. that's uh, I think everyone's a uh, uh, piece of motivation right now. That clip looking at that. Uh, piece of trophy knowing that you it took two decades it's not the same for everyone but in the end hard work pays off and that's what's happened for sari i mean after but till unfortunately I... the problem with him is he does not expect you know quick results from his players mm-hmm. and at chelsea the problem was when there was mourinho and as peter check mentioned in one of his interviews if you see that at arsenal there is not much pressure but during chelsea Hmm. When the Chelsea used to even draw a match after playing good, it used to look like a funeral inside. Hmm. Hmm. So you knew the pressure at hmm. uh, Chelsea. Hmm. What happens is in attacking teams or in teams which require some time to develop the philosophy, the teams just relax a bit. Oh, What yeah. happened with Liverpool? Because hmm. Liverpool took three seasons winning nothing, but in the end they won the Champions League. Instead, hmm. what hmm. Liverpool could have done 
is at least continuously make one or two one trophy each season or like battle for the FA Cup, Community Shield or something like that. Just not don't pull out from everything and put your energy in the Champions League. I know Champions League is a big trophy. But will they be able to replicate the same thing as Real Madrid did? No. No, that's a that's a big question. But exactly. Uh, but exactly, Pradeep. Now, what an episode this has been. I mean, and Liverpool are the Champions League winners for 2019. Their sixth European uh, trophy and uh, Chelsea uh, rounding off uh, another Europa League triumph. Uh, their their hey, second I time. I don't want to see. I don't want to see next time Liverpool. Uh, in the Champions League when I'm yawning in front of the TV. <laughs> and that when means... Real Madrid won, I stood up and clapped for them when Real Madrid won against Liverpool. <laughs> and to don't go anywhere, Pradyumna, because the UEFA Super Cup now features Liverpool versus Chelsea, which will be in August. And Correct. it's... A... <laughs> if Sarri stays, it will be former Napoli versus English Napoli. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, the, we're all excited for that. But let's just wrap a few things up now on this uh, episode. And uh, yeah. those are a few managerial questions. Sam, uh, uh, Max Allegri, pardon me, Max Allegri is uh, on the hot seat now somewhere. Look out for a hot seat. Where do you okay. see Max Allegri going? And uh, Jose Mourinho is out of management. Is he going to come back into management? Whereas we all saw Spalletti was sacked by Inter. So where is Spalletti going? Is Ranieri staying at Roma? What are the rumors that you've heard in the managerial circus that is going to happen? See, uh, Italians are loyal. They don't love. They don't like to go away from their own country. Hmm. So that's that's the natural reason why Sarri is. You know, the rumors of Sarri going to Italy are quite strong. Hmm. But uh, if you see Luciano Spalletti leaving Inter Milan, I guess Spalletti will take a sabbatical hmm. because the way Inter performed was a mixture of good oh, and bad yeah. results. Yeah, plus, not plus consistent, kind of, correct. Exactly, and plus the kind of manager that Inter have roped in. I guess Spalletti would like to take a sabbatical because Conte is hmm. going to totally change hmm. things up there, 100%. Hmm. Uh, regarding Max Allegri, I guess... Uh, if Sarri goes, definitely a good choice for Max Allegri hmm. because it's too early for Frank Lampard to take up the shoes of a Chelsea manager. Oh, oh yeah. The, I, yeah. I can, I can, you know, sense some Arsenal fans going berserk on Twitter saying that like, Lampard to Chelsea will be the only reason where Arsenal have a shot at the top four <laughs> and Mauricio Pochettino no, leaving. What, 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 you know, the problem, the, the, it will be the exact situation as uh, Gary Monk had for Swansea. Hmm. You know, Gary Monk retired and the manager was sacked and Gary Monk was just pulled up to be Swansea's manager. Yeah, yeah. And Swansea had a stellar campaign, but the next season, Swansea just pulled up. Oh, yeah. It might just happen with Frank Lampard. Because Lampard was a player, so he'll definitely like to cheer them up like a captain. Hmm. As a manager, is totally different. As a captain, is totally different. Hmm. Right. would just give instructions and go. Lampard would be like, Abhi chalo, shin this is not the way you can manage, right? That's the thing. And, uh, the yeah, and talking about yeah, and talking about Frank Lampard, an impressive season at Derby, Darby, reaching yeah, the playoff yeah. finals and then losing to Aston Villa. So Aston Villa are so back in the yeah, and Aston Villa are back, and that was an all Chelsea Derby, by the way. Everyone exactly. excited. I saw the tweets again. But uh, an exciting so episode. More exciting than the Champions League final. <laughs> Pradyum has made that. I think I should. There should be a pin-up option on podcast where uh, a voice clip should be cut and should be put out as a pin-up to a uh, voice clip or something. Where Pradyum has repeatedly said <laughs> it was better. I agree with you on that because my brother-in-law and I were watching the game on oh. Saturday 
and he is a manchester united fan so you could expect you knew that he didn't want what happened on saturday night to take place and it was like no, a man- even, he he didn't even enjoy the europa league final either or <laughs> he was like acha next year aisa khelna hai kya so but, uh, guys if you have uh, tuned in we've just spoken about the champions league final the europa league final the managerial circus across europe and pradyumna how do you feel two appearances back to back in four days and the podcast coming out now how has the response been for you from your friends the response is like quite good people are appreciating the effort that you are taking and uh, they are telling me to stop being a lazy person and go come over to your place into a live podcast there rather than talk <laughs> well well uh, uh, you know a big uh, thank you to pradyumna for coming once again sharing his time i mean i know uh, i don't do that in middle of a surgery okay i mean <laughs> don't take the phone i know how, how passionate you are about football but we can always have. but anyway jokes apart uh, once again uh, great discussion episode number 48 of the panenka view here has to end because we've spoke, we are out of topics but if there's anything on indian football and on european football and the build up the, some important dates coming up we'll throw in a small extra episode on the podcast so pradyumna thank you so much for being here My here's pleasure, your man. here's your host prasad signing out